Hello, everybody. It is episode 86 of TLDR Podcast. Hello, Ollie. How are you doing today, bud? He says, I'm awesome. Yes, I know. You are very awesome. I saw you earlier today. Um, it was great to see you. I saw actually both of you today on this um, great President's Day holiday. Um, for some of you, I'm sorry, it's not really much of a holiday, but for bankers like me, and I guess James and, well, Tyler always has Mondays off, but for James, for some reason, <laughs> I, I'm glad you I'm glad you got a day off, bud. Um, how, how, how was your first week without football? Uh, I don't really get a day off, by the way. I just call in sick. So hopefully my employers don't hear this. They probably won't, but it is what it is. <laughs> it just we'll didn't want to work. So wow, we'll find out. And sick. And we, um, with I'll show you the page there. of my book. If you have sick days or vacation days, use them. You should. Tyler. That's true. That's on you. That is First weekend without football. Um, it was weird because my Sunday didn't like revolve around getting to train's house and watching football and drinking beer. But on YouTube TV, there was the Niners versus Baltimore Ravens Super Bowl from 2013. So I watched some of that. <laughs> I got, <laughs> that you got to live Sunday. the glory days. Yeah, we Sometimes lost the game. So I wasn't the glory days. You got to live the anti-glory uh, days. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but I ended up watching golf and I took like three naps. So that was my Sunday. Just kind of relaxing. Dude, sometimes, you know, actually my dad asked me yesterday. He's like, so are the guys coming over? Like, what are the guys going to come over for now? And I'm like. I don't really know. I mean, I, I mean, maybe we'll have like a hockey Sunday or a Saturday, but you know, not, not that I don't, not that I don't already miss football, but James, you enjoyed, you had three naps. I mean, it's nice That's to have like one of those Sundays where you just like, you don't even in tune into hockey. You're just kind of, or I'm sorry, football. You're just kind of like mellow, you know? Yeah. I got so bored, which is why I was like, Hey guys, let's go do something tomorrow. Like I needed, <laughs> I needed people, you know, you know what I mean? Sometimes yeah, too much alone time's not. Is not a good thing, you know. No, that's, that's all balance, man. It's all about balance. It's all balance. Um, Tyler, uh, well, we are. I mean, we obviously already talked about the Super Bowl, but now um, Olympics have come to a come to a close. Now I know you're going to be talking about that in a bit, but um, you know, how's your week been? Work's been good. Are are you deep into football? Or, I'm sorry, uh, baseball season or what? Yep, we had a opening weekend uh, for college baseball this past weekend. Um, so. I know MLB is still in a lockdown, but if anyone's looking for some baseball action, college baseball is underway and it's, uh, it's exciting. Uh, definitely fun to be part of an opening day. It always is. Um, so it was fun. It was fun to get that uh, started and, uh, yeah, we're off to a, off to a hot start. Uh, it's been crazy. Um, so, I mean, we're pr pretty much from here on out for the next three months, we got four games a week. Uh, so we're grinding along and it's going to be fun. So, I mean, at least, at least, you know, obviously MLB has got its issues, but at least college baseball is back. And, you know, a lot of people don't give college baseball enough credit. I mean, it, it is a great entertaining uh, product to watch. So um, for all those guys that are itching for some baseball, tune in to some college baseball over the weekend. It's, 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 it, it is a fantastic product. I guarantee you. Bro, one um, of your games ended in a tie. How, what? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's a little weird. Um, so we did end up in a tie yesterday. Uh, it's a weird rule with college baseball. So on Sundays, uh, the visiting team with travel reasons, they, the game has to end by five o'clock um, for the team to be able to travel back home. Um, so basically either you play the night or the complete game or until five o'clock, whichever comes first. And we had a situation where we went in extra innings and we weren't able to have a winner by the time that five o'clock was. So, so you can't start a new inning after five o'clock basically. Uh, so we were unable to have a winner after that. And so we ended up tying, which is super weird. I don't think I've ever been part of a game 
a baseball game ended in a tie. Um, so that was a, it's a we, it's a weird feeling to have that. Um, so, but it was a great game nonetheless, very entertaining. Um, it was a it was a nine nine baseball game, so a lot of high scoring, a lot of back and forth. Um, but yeah, so that's a little little weird college rule. If you ever had a Sunday Sunday game, just know that if the game goes to five o'clock and it's a tie ball game, that this is the last inning, no matter what happens. So is that is weird. that just in baseball, or is that an NCAA rule for that's NC that's an NCAA? I don't know if it's just baseball. Um, it probably is just with the way that baseball is structured, where it's a series, it's a weekend series, and they play on Sunday. I'm sure they'd schedule the ba- basketball or whatever game. Yeah, I don't think so basketball. I don't think any basketball plays on the Sundays that I'm aware of. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure college is probably the only NCAA sport that plays on Sundays consistently. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of a, kind of a weird. There's a, there's a few weird college rules that are a little bit different, but that's one of them. So on Sundays, the game has to be over by five o'clock, no matter what happens, even if it's tied. So. Even if you don't play nine innings, which I'd be crazy if you've played four hours and haven't completed nine innings by that point, but it could happen. So, well, I guess we could, I guess the, uh, the NCAA baseball athletes can thank the Lord for his day that they can have a good night's sleep on a Sunday. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't know uh, if that's so, why, but sure. <laughs> I know that's not why, but you know, it's, it's the Lord's day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> You know, let's just, let's just get into it. Uh, you know, Tyler, you've been kind of covering the Olympics, you know, the last two, two and a half weeks. Um, you know, the, the Olympics came to a close. Uh, for, it seems like every time that the, the Olympics happen, you know, they kind of come to an abrupt close. And I'm not sure why. Like, it just seems like they just end. And you're just yeah. like, oh, OK. Um, I'm not sure if it's that we I don't, I don't know why. But uh, I guess, Tyler, like, why don't you dig into it? I think you have something else at the end of your segment. But really, you're you know, let's talk about the Olympics. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Trade. It always seems just like, oh, shit, it's over. Like already. Like, it just, it is, it's not there's not really a buildup. It's just kind of the events kind of happen. And that's just the way the schedule works. And there's no real like buildup to it. It's just like, OK, that was the last event. Now we're done. Uh, <laughs> everyone go home. Uh, so this, so Beijing winter games, 2022, uh, we've been kind of covering it the last few weeks. Um, just going to do a real quick, just recap, um, of the medal count here. See who, for me, the medal count is who wins the Olympic games. Um, so in third place this year was Germany. Uh, they finished with 27 medals, 12 gold, 10 silver and five bronze. In second place was the Russian Olympic Committee, as we have to call them, because they're still under suspension for using drugs. Uh, they only <laughs> had six gold, six gold medals, but they got 12 silvers and 14 bronze for a total of 32 medals. And in first place, the king of the Winter Olympics uh, was Norway. Uh, they ended up with 37 total medals, uh, won by a good amount, 16 gold medals, uh, eight silvers and 13 bronze. So... Norway not only won the total medal count by a lot, but they won the gold medal count by a shit ton. So Norway dominated these games, which is pretty typical. Norway um, usually wins the medal count if they're always in the top three for sure. Um, The United States finished in fifth uh, with 25. So they missed the top three by just a couple of medals. They did have eight gold medals though, um, which is a, it's a pretty, is a high for them. I think it's actually one of their highest gold medal counts they've had in a winter Olympic games in a long time. Um, so that's, that's, that's pretty good for them. Um, so a pretty decent showing by the U S overall, obviously you want to be in the top three. That's just how the Olympics works. Right. Um, they didn't quite get there. Uh, Canada was the uh, fourth place finisher for those that wanted to fill the blank there. They had 26, um, but only four gold medals. So Canada, four, four, four gold medals and 14 bronze medals. So 
Canada's just kind of, you know, just there, right? They didn't really just there. They didn't win a whole lot. They were just kind of there on the podium. One of those gold medals was a hockey gold medal, though. That is true. The USA women's hockey team did beat Team USA in the gold medal match. Um, so good for them. They kind of redeemed themselves from last Olympics. They're back on top of the of the hockey world, at least for the women's side. Uh, both the USA men, uh, you Canada Canadian men and USA men did not medal in this Olympics. Uh, pretty crazy. Um, so Finland won their first ever uh, hockey gold medal. Uh, so, so good for Finland, I guess. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of the, uh, the uh, medal count there. Um, for those I know, it seems like my kind of take on the Winter Olympics is not a lot of people tuned into the Winter Olympics this year. Um, I personally am a huge Winter Olympics fan, so I love watching the Winter Olympics. I had it on probably every single night. I had it on at work. Um, so for me, it was a little, is a little frustrating that not a lot of people, I know trading, you're probably honestly, probably the only other person I know, uh, that kind of watched it and tuned in like daily. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel like the winter Olympics does get more traction than usual. So I don't know what it was about this particular games. Um, I don't know if it was because in China, U S and China have these, this weird relationship and the United States probably didn't broadcast it as much or, um, uh, marketed as much as usual because it was in China, which I think is bullshit, but um, kind of, I just want to go around the, the, the horn here and kind of just get your guys's kind of just overall take on like, what was your moment or what you, you what are you going to remember from these 2022 games? Um, Trading, I'll start with you. Kind of, kind of what, what was your like major takeaway from uh, this year's uh, games? Uh, ma- major takeaway. Uh, oof, that, I mean, it, it I think it's the representation in the, in the, in the uh, winter games, especially on the American side. And I say that uh, when I look at, you know, Aaron Jackson, making, making history, you know, in the women's 500 meter um, you know, she, she's a, she's one of the first, if I think, Oh, she is the first uh, American um, black American women to even win the series or to win, even win the event first woman in general. And she started skating six years ago. I mean, that is, that is just a, just, absolutely amazing to hear um you know j- just see just see that representation because I, I think i've said this on the pod before i i think there's you know when it comes to skating hockey or whatever there's a lot i think that the the ability to get to to a competitive level is kind of hampered by your you know by socioeconomics and 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 i think there's a lot of athletes that are left behind and this is just you know this she she's one of them that just kind of broke through you know starting skating six years ago that's absolutely uh, in, insane um uh, seeing seeing um, Elena Myers uh, Myers Taylor when you know com- completely dominate the the sport of bobsled um, is 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 just amazing, um, and you know, I, I, and I guess Nathan Chen being just dominant on the ice. I mean, he's he's absolutely the face of men's figure skating at this point, and it, and it just goes to show that when you put in the work and and the heart, you, you it it all comes out. Um, and then you know, and on the other side, you saw. You know, another takeaway is you just see Michaela Schifrin kind of something I would never have expected. Um, just kind of completely choked in every every uh, every moment that she had, which is unfortunate because, you know, I know that she was kind of battling some some, you know, mental issues, not major mental issues, but enough to, to impact her, her her skiing. We saw a little bit of it four years ago and it really kind of came to the forefront here. And um, and, you know, I, I hope that she's back. I hope that she's going to, you know find a way to, to make it back to the Olympics. Cause she, you know, I think she is the most dominant skier when she's, when she's on. 
Um, but um, it was interesting. I know the conditions were tough. I know the conditions were were really rough on the on the slopes. Um, and, and you know, I know that America didn't really tune in as much as they as much as normal. Um, you know, there, I think there's a lot there's a lot of gray there, a lot of gray area there. So um, I think we'll we'll move on and see see how Italy Italy does in four years. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, a lot, a lot going on for me, I think just overall, just kind of just, uh, I got to agree with you, just kind of a little, little bit of letdown probably overall in general. Um, but nonetheless, it's, it's, it's still fun to kind of watch the Olympics. Um, James, I know you're not the biggest winter Olympics guy. Um, did these games and kind of what we talked about kind of going into it, did you tune in a little bit more, a little bit less? Did you watch anything? Did you learn anything? Kind of what was your takeaway from this year's Olympic games? I mean, I definitely watched a lot more than I normally did considering before I just watched like one or two hockey games and that kind of be it. So I definitely look like I watched a lot more sports and a lot more events in this year than I have in years past. Uh, but I think one of the biggest takeaways for myself is that even if you're slated to win, you got to bring it each and every second of every single time that you compete. Because like you just brought up Michaela Schiffer and trade and like she was slated to win a lot of these events and she didn't, she underperformed. And it's just the fact that you're facing off against the best of the best. Literally nobody else is better than those people who are comp you're competing against at that moment in time. It's not your training partners. It's not people from your country. It's people from around the world who are as good as you, if not better. And you have to be on it every second of every single time that you're out there. And if you're not, you won't win. It's as simple as that. And it's being in the flow state and being in tune with the game and or the event and being there and present at every single point in time. And if you're not there, you don't win. Yeah, I think that's what's crazy about, I think, both Olympics in general is, like, the margin for error for these athletes is basically zero. You pretty much have to be perfect because, as you mentioned, James, like, you're going up against the best competition and everyone's bringing their A game. And so, and if you slip up, you're just – you're screwed. I think, I think one, of the, one of the biggest events you see that the easiest, I think, is with skiing like the smallest mm -hmm. little misstep on that hill and you're, you're done. Like you're not even going to yeah. medal. Like you're not even close. Like you, you can't even finish if you miss like, a gate. Yeah. Even if you have your best run, you're not even guaranteed to get a medal. Like you have to, it, it is crazy. So I think with Michaela Schiffer, I think that's kind of one of the biggest takeaways there. Like, you know, she obviously did not have her, her best Olympics, but I mean, that's a sport, man. That's like, dude, like, I mean, people are winning these medals by hundreds of a second, tenths of a second. And that comes down to the smallest of detail. And what's crazy it, it also, like you see, you see the emotions from these athletes, you either win or lose. I mean, that's four years, right? You're preparing four years and you have one run to get it right. One, some other sports, you have like three or multiple skiing. You, you got one. Yeah. This is, this is, this is your run. You have to make a count. And if you screw up, it's over. That's four years of training down the drain. I mean, that's pretty crazy to, to think about it. Like, like that. I, I, I think, you know, Tyler, to your point, I think, that almost makes the snowboarding freestyle and actually the skiing freestyle, not that they're easier. I'm not trying to say they're easy. I'm not going to sit here and say that I could do it, but it makes it a lot different than your skiing, your, your, your sliding sports where every, every round, every run counts in the, in the sliding sports. It's your, it's a four, it's a four heat, you know, sequence and all four are scored and you, and your time adds on to each other in, you know, in this freestyle sports, it's your best run that counts. And I'm pretty sure in the X games, or at least, at least in the summer Olympics with skateboarding, it was the top two runs that got you the scoring, which I think they should be changing that to, because in, in my personal opinion, one great run 
is 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 awesome but if someone has two really good runs i think that that's more impactful than than one great run does that make sense like they, they should yeah. be able to do it twice they should have to do it twice not saying that chloe kim wouldn't make the wouldn't make the gold medal she's gonna win the gold medal anyway it's just you i think i think it it just makes it it just makes the olympics more i guess when you're comparing it to other sports i mean when when michaela schiffer misses a gate she can't even finish her her run she's done she just yeah. she just skis off it's just a completely different dynamic and maybe maybe i'm a little bit naive or whatever but i think they need to change that yeah i would, I would, I would agree with that i mean i think any any top athlete that's in their game like right like everyone at the olympics is there for a reason any one of those athletes can have an amazing run and win a gold medal right but it's the best of the best that can do that consistently. Yeah. And so I think, I think that's kind of your point. Like if, if you, for snowboard uh, half pipe, for example, kind of one that people know about in general, you have three runs, right? You can, you, you, you go down three times to get your best score. And, but those scores don't add up. It's basically who has the best score of the three runs you do, but they don't add up. So like, you know, Sean white, for example, um, you know, he could have two really shitty first runs, but at that third run, if he nails it and gets like a 96 or whatever, and he can win the gold medal versus the, some other dude that got, got like a 92, 87 and a 91 or whatever that did a much more consistent job. He, he ends up finishing, you know, second or third, even though the total, he, he probably had a much better day overall and Sean White did, but he had the best run overall. So it's, I mean, I get that's the one thing is they're trying to push them. They're trying to push them to the limit. They're trying to force them to do that one trick that will get them. It's just, it's just when I look at the other sports, I'm like, I mean, that that she's done. She can't even, she has no chance at all. Like That's That's what's brutal. I mean, for me, like (laughs) watching uh, Michaela Schifrin just, you know, kind of exit out early on like her two best events. Like that's just, it's heartbreaking because it's like she, I mean, she went out so early on both and like it's, she's done. Like that's it. She was, she didn't even make it halfway down the freaking run. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy because we had all this buildup and she was obviously like probably top, three faces of team USA going in these Olympic games and she didn't come out with the medal. Um, it's, it's, it sucks, you know, straight up. I mean, it's just, there's, there's, there's no way to say it, but that's, that's what makes the Olympics. I think really, for me, really fun to watch winter, winter or summer is like, there's no guarantee that the favorites are going to come in mm-hmm. and medal. Right. Cause athletes bring it from all over the, all over the world. The competition is so tight and it makes it fun to watch because you just don't know what to expect. Like athletes, you know, they're not, they're, they're human beings at the end of the day. Like, you know, their, their best day may not be on that run where, where they need it. And there's going to be upsets and there's going to be uh, intrigue and it's always going to happen. So um, for me, I love Olympics, Winter Olympics. Um, either way, comes to an end. Hopefully you guys enjoyed a little bit. If not, hopefully in four years in Italy, you guys will tune in again. Uh, I don't know when the next summer games is when, where, obviously. Uh, 2024. 2024 will be in Paris, France. There you go, Paris. So. That will be our next Olympics in Paris, France. After that, the next one Olympics will be in Italy. So fun, fun stuff. All right. Uh, moving on to my next little segment, because that was kind of a quick little wrap up there. Uh, just a little fun. I got, I got an, another top three for you guys. Uh, I'm doing top three best sports nicknames of all time. So there's athletes that have nicknames that are memorable, that just stick out to you. Like just the best nicknames in sports overall. We're going to go, as we usually do it with top threes, three to one. We'll start with three. James, who's your who's your third best sports nickname ever? I like Thor a lot. Oh, Big fan of Thor. Turned his head. Guys, Noah oh, Syndergaard. Yeah, it was Thor. It was it is Noah Syndergaard who is now a pitcher for the Angels. 
if baseball, you know, gets their shit together and has a season this year. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, like you guys know, I'm a big fan of Thor, big Marvel guy. And Thor kind of fits the bill. He's a big Norwegian guy who has long golden locks. And it's really cool to see. It really, it fits him. It really does. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Um, obviously, I mean, as you mentioned, it's it just, it's kind of a perfect name for for that kind of guy. It's kind of an obvious one. You know, it's just like, I mean, this guy, he looks like Thor. So we're going to call him Thor. He's like superhuman. He's got superhuman abilities. He's got a, he's got a super Nordic last name. He looks, he looks like a Viking. Like we're going to call him Thor. So I like that one. Uh, Traden, what do you got as your third, third, a third guy? Um, it's going to have to be the kid. Uh, Sidney Crosby. Uh, the Sydney, the kid, Sid, the kid. What? I'm pretty sure that's Mike Trout. Uh, no, we talk about real sports here. <laughs> um, the ba- hey, wait, which makes more money again? Oh, that's right, baseball. It does. It does. Um, you're right. I, I have no rebuttal to that. <laughs> um, um, I, I say that just simply because Sydney. I mean, to be fair, Sidney Crosby is more of an impact than Mike Trout will ever be in his sport. I mean, that's that's. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate to say that. Um, I just think that. I just think that Sidney Crosby is just. He came into the league in 2005 as an 18 year old. He, he will always look like a young, like even to this day, he looks a little young, but he just has that young demeanor, that young face. And he, he was the youngest, youngest captain to lead his team to a Stanley cup, youngest player to tally hundred points, youngest and 200 in his career and the youngest um, league scoring champion at 19 years old. He's, I mean, he's he's still the face of the franchise even you know even almost you know 13 years later and he has no he's showing no signs of stopping the kids here to stay yep the kid i think i think that's a great one um it's crazy when you have you you know your name the kid and i mean he's pretty much kept that name the whole time uh ken griffey jr was also named the kid uh, fun fact, uh, but I think that there's a know, lot of kids. Yeah, there's a lot of kids, but I think <laughs> I think of all the kids, I think certainly he's probably, Mike Trout and Sidney Crosby. Yeah, probably the most successful one. Um, that'd be a, that'd be an interesting debate: Ken Griffey Jr. versus Sidney Crosby. Which 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 kid is the more successful in the sport? I'd probably have to lean towards Sidney Crosby on that one, but I think that'd be close. I mean, Crosby's obviously a Hall of Famer. Griffey's already there, um, but I mean, Sidney Crosby, first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, no doubt, right? So, um, oh yeah. Yeah, love that one. All right, uh, my number three, um, gonna go back to just one of the all-time classic great nicknames of all time, and that's Babe Ruth, guys, uh, the Babe. Um, this dude is a legend for baseball for a reason. Um, does anyone actually know his first name on this podcast? Yeah, it's Babe. Nope, James. Ruth. Nope. <laughs> you guys don't even know his first name. That's what makes it great. Baseball. George Herman Ruth is his actual name. Uh, he was called the Babe. No one real again. It's because he played in like the twenties, like it's one of these legends no one really knows where it came from apparently he had to like change his name or something and like they called him like the baby of that name that he originally had um and that just kind of translated to the, to the babe i don't know if that's real but the candy bar uh babe ruth candy bar that is the name after babe ruth um that is a for sure fact um so <laughs> uh yeah the babe i mean he's just he's a classic he's just one of those guys you think about old-time baseball i mean this dude is a legend for a reason. Uh, he still like has, you know, records and are up there. I mean, I would love to see this dude play in modern times just to kind of see how, how he would fare. Um, but probably I mean, terrible. Everyone calls him Babe Ruth. It's kind of like, honestly, we were talking today kind of around, we were, you know, ha- having beers and 
honestly, we talk about one other one. I don't know, trading it. Hopefully this isn't ruin one of your ones in the future, but I honestly legit thought that Tiger Woods, like his first, I thought his legal name was Tiger. Um, I'm sure a lot of people think the same way for Babe Ruth. I think a lot of people think his actual name is Babe, but it's not. Doesn't, doesn't Babe Ruth have like 20 nicknames to be fair though? Like he's yeah, the Titan I mean, the, Terror, the, the Sultan the Swat, the King Sultan of Crash. The, Swat, the King of Crash. If you've seen the movie The Sandlot, you know how many nicknames he has. Um, but the Babe is like the main one so um, uh, i don't know the great bambino though the great bambino the great i mean bambino, he has a lot right. of them i mean i think you can inc- incorporate everything in, um, into that and what on kind of the legend that he is for for uh, baseball but uh the babe babe ruth uh for sure is my number three uh, i thought you but, meant the great bambi <laughs> i thought you read that wimpy deer <laughs> <laughs> God, great. great movie uh james who do you got as number two yeah, we're going to go to the Harvard for this one, and it's the mailman. Does anybody know who the mailman is? Uh, yeah, he's the guy that gives me, you know, my my the bills I have to pay every week, month. Oh, weird. You kind of look like him, too, which is odd. Uh, but <laughs> Carl Malone, ladies and gentlemen, Carl Malone is the mailman, was the mailman. Uh, he played for the Utah Jazz for a number of years, and then he ended up with the Lakers before he retired. And his name is really cool because, like, he was kind of like nobody before he entered the league. He was delivering mail. He was a UPS driver. And he delivered in the NBA, having scored the second most points in NBA history with 36,298 points in his career. He delivered. He was good. Yep. Love that one. Uh, Honestly, not one that I knew of, but, I mean, I love that we got to learn new things and this podcast and i mean the mailman i mean that, that just that just sounds something intriguing that you want like who the fuck is the mailman like you just got you <laughs> you, you, you gotta know right uh it like an assassin a little bit yeah yeah it does a little bit uh trading who do you got you as your number two? Oh, this is a toss up but i'm gonna have to go with the other pittsburgh penguin i'm sorry first of all i want to preface this by saying i'm gonna pick all hockey players since because none of these oh, guys will surprise. and i know yeah surprise surprise Predictable. but if i pick i'm gonna pick ones that you guys already have so i'm trying to just th- throw in other ones that probably no one no one even watches hockey so i watch there's hockey. more people that watch the olympics than hockey like that's it's, that's stupid that. No, that, that is proven. The, the gold medal game in Canada and USA had less fans than any hockey game in the last, like, three years. That's sad. Yeah, it's very sad. And that was a bad showing. <laughs> um, it's the other Pittsburgh Penguin legend, um, Super Mario. Super Mario Lemieux. Um, probably the most dynamic um, Pittsburgh Penguin who, have ever, who has ever lived. And if it wasn't for his career being cut short, and if you go back maybe five podcasts ago, we talk about him. I firmly believe that he could have challenged um, Wayne Gretzky for, you know, all of his scoring records. Um, he ha- he has two cups to his name uh, and another as an owner of the team. Um, he made his debut when, and he also made his debut when, you know, Super Mario was kind of a big deal. So, you know, back in the, you know, back in the eighties, nineties. So it, it kind of worked for him, you know, and, and he became such a, such a face of the franchise as such a great ambassador that, you know, Super Mario, Super Mario Lemieux, baby. I'm surprised that uh, Super Mario or, you know, Nintendo hasn't uh, used him for a video game or something like that and kind of made that little cross connection. They should. They they should. I think I think that'd be a great. So nin- Nintendo, step your shit up. Let's go. Come on, Nintendo. Let's go. Uh, my number two uh, is going to be another baseball one. Uh, it's Big Poppy. Uh, David Ortiz. Um, I think a lot of people know David Ortiz just by Big Poppy. 
I think what makes this nickname great is that, you know, Poppy is kind of that Spanish Latin uh, slang for, for my guy or my dude. Um, and he's like the biggest one. He's big Poppy, you know? So, I mean, Poppy is a common term that's used uh, with, with um, Spanish speaking uh, people, uh, especially in baseball. Um, it happens all the time. I mean, people call each other Poppy in the clubhouse all the time. But when you're basically called like big Poppy, you're like, the ultimate poppy like you're there you're the top number one and you know david ortiz obviously a big dude one of the legends of all time just got inducted into the hall of fame about a month ago um you know he's one of the best to ever do it um you know from the dominican um so he he definitely earned that nickname earned that title uh and it's just it's just a great in, in, in infectious infectious nickname um i think everyone loves him loves um loves that name uh big poppy has to go uh for me is number two uh, all right, moving on to our number one, what we, what we all been waiting for, James, your number one sports athlete nickname of all time is the glove, everybody. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. First and OJ? foremost, let's make this a trivia thing. What? <laughs> for $1, what sport <laughs> did the glove play? Go, uh, soccer. Wrong. Trading. Um, football wrong basketball so I'm, it's clear that you guys don't know what this is but it's gary payton senior okay gary oh, payton, yeah because yeah, <laughs> gary payton the second place of the warriors you should know that he is a knockdown shooter but gary payton was one of the best defensive players in the nba in nba history by far he was nicknamed the glove because he like could pretty much lock somebody down and be on them all game long and never be tired he would shut down the best players on the court in a time where it was a physical basketball game like he was there and he was getting hit and he was hitting other people, but he was sticking with them the entire time. One of the best defensive players to ever play. Gary Payton was great. Love that guy. Stuck on like a glove, huh? Exactly. Ah. Glove. Again, sounds like, like a movie um, or something that's intriguing. Uh, so you I really said OJ. <laughs> yeah, I said OJ. I thought that was pretty funny. OJ's the juice, bro. <laughs> He's juice, but I mean, also the glove. Uh, yeah, you know, he was the glove. Uh, Traden, your number one sports nickname of all time. Surprise, is. surprise. Is it going to be hockey? Yeah. Oh, the great one? The great one. <laughs> Why the is it not fun? great one. Wayne Gretzky. I mean, it's not fun, but he, he, but I picked it because it's so fitting for what he is to the sport, right? He is arguably the greatest hockey player to ever live. He has, I mean, among his stats, there's, there's so much, there's so much, um, you know, to be talked about, but more importantly to me is what he's done since he's left playing. He's been, he's been one of, if not the greatest ambassador for the game, um, such a gracious heart, such a gracious person, such a, and, and, and is so, is so generous with his time. So generous with, with everything that revolves around the sport. And, and if, if he, you know, he showcases whenever he's in front of a camera, he, he showcases the game in, 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 a, in a way that just makes it look, you know, beautiful like it is. And he is, truly is the great one, whether he's whether he was playing on the ice back before I, you know, I guess he was playing early on in my childhood, but really before our child, before we were born up until now. And he, he's just, you know, he, now he's on TNT and he's and he's, uh, you know, just being such a great ambassador for the for the game of hockey. And, you know, he really is the great one. I mean, I think we've talked about it so many times on this podcast, like how great uh, Gretzky, how much he owned his sport compared to everyone else. Like there's no one in their sport that has dominated his sport. Like, like Wayne maybe Gretzky Tiger. Has. Yeah. Maybe Tiger one. is probably the, the, 
probably in that conversation. But I mean, he, if, if anyone that deserves the name, the great one, it's Wayne Gretzky. I mean, like I said, you can look at every statistic across the board. This dude just dominates every, and it's not even close. It, it's pretty insane. Um, so I, I agree with you there, Trade. And I think, I mean, it, he just is the great one. That's just, I mean, it, it just, it's simple, it's elegant, and it speaks the truth to what he is. Um, so I'm going to go with my number one. Um, probably no surprise is the Black Mamba, Kobe Bryant. Um, I think this dude, you know, for many, many reasons, uh, is a huge influence in my life. I know for other people on this podcast, I'm sure millions of people across the world, a lot of people, you know, Mamba mentality, kind of that, that whole deal. He's, he really made it into a brand. It wasn't just his nickname. I mean, he had, you know, the, the, the shoes, the, the, the logo, the attitude, like he really made it into a full thing. Um, we have we, the Lakers, you know, don those Mamba jerseys. Uh, he had the Mamba Academy. I mean, this, I mean, it, it just, it goes so many different di- di- directions. Um, so for me, no question, number one, best nickname of all time is the Black Mamba, Kobe Bryant. Um, so yeah, hopefully you guys agree with our, our picks there. Uh, let us know what your top three sports nicknames are of all time. There's a lot of them. Uh, I know we, we kind of had a list up there trading. Uh, we were talking about it earlier. Uh, there's quite a few good ones. Um, James is sneaky good at these. Uh, we were kind of rattling off and he, he, he like kind of knew him right away. So James is on top of those nicknames. I'm kind I, of a genius. I, I for one was not really on top of it. So, uh, and it's your topic. Yeah, it's my topic. So I, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, so hopefully you guys enjoy our picks. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the Winter Olympics. Uh, that's all I got for this week. All right, Tyler. Thank you so much. That was very fun. Um, you know what, fans? I want you to give us nicknames. Yeah. Uh, uh, get, give us each a nickname after you've, you've known us for 86 episodes now. Give us give us your nickname of each of, 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 of our character traits. And, and, we'll, and you know, we'll say them on the air. Next time. Trading, why don't you just give me and Tyler one and yourself real fast? Let's see what you got. No, I, I have nothing to give yet. I don't know. I haven't thought about it. I'm just saying, I'm trying to get them engaged, man. Like, this is, I'm trying to get them engaged. So give us a nick. I'm sure they have, it could be idiot one, idiot two, and the super idiot. I don't know. Fuck. I, can't. I mean, I know for one of our fans, Matt Rivera, Tyler's a tall white guy. Yeah, there we go. Let's see, let's, let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it rolling. Um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about restaurants. It's going to be a little bit of a restaurant competition. We are getting close to, to championship season. And James is going to kick it off with some restaurant battle royale. Let's go. And we're back. I'm going to redact what I said at the close of last segment. We're going to, it's not a restaurant battle royale. It's a fast food place battle royale. Sorry, James. I know that most people think of restaurants like you sit down and you get a steak and you get a wine. Here's your wine. As, as you very eloquently explained it. Um, This is fast food. This is fast food. So James, (laughs) take it away. All right, guys, we're doing a bracket here. I have a couple of matchups set up. We have eight matchups total. This week we'll do round one, next week we'll do round two, and so on until we get to a championship round. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward. What we're going to do, we'll just talk a battle between two different fast food places, and then we'll have the guys kind of decide who, what they think is best and why. And we also have a tie break, because I will not be voting myself. We have a tie break in Miss Jessica Martin over here, who is Tyler's girlfriend, who also lives with him. So this will be fun. Jessica, say hi. Hi, guys. 
Oh, there she is, ladies and gentlemen. You're the first guest on the podcast. Wow, I feel very honored. I mean, besides the interviews, but yeah, like a live, a live. uh, What am I trying to say? A live guest on the podcast. Yes, words are hard. Oh my god. Y'all really just looked at each other into you guys' eyes lovingly for that. That was crazy. All right, let's start off here. <laughs> Starting off with our first matchup of the night, we have Taco Bell versus Del Taco. Which one do you guys like and why? Go for it. Go ahead, Tyler. Um, okay, so I don't go to either of these restaurants that often. But I am a classic hater of Taco Bell. I think it's extremely overrated. Oh. Um, I have gone to Del Taco a few times. I know she's a pretty big fan of Del Taco. That's one of her main ones that she goes to fairly consistently. Um, so I've gone to it a few times with her. Uh, I actually like Del Taco. I think I, I think it's pretty solid. Again, not one of my favorites, but I think Taco Bell sucks donkey ass. So like, I really don't Why? think it's that great. It's just not good. Um, again, I think it's super overrated. I don't think it's, it's great at all. It, it, it's okay. Um, but I think of, of, those, of those two, Del Taco definitely takes the cake for me. Okay, Traden is flipping the fuck out in his seat over there. I think he's spazzing <laughs> a little bit. This dude loves Taco Bell through and through. If you could eat Taco Bell for the rest of his life, I think he would. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Maybe All 75% right. of my life. Oh, God. <laughs> Why um, do you like Taco I mean, Bell? <laughs> I mean, for me, I actually like Del Taco, to be honest. I mean, I'm, 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 but I already know that I'm going to lose because clearly if Jess goes there as often as she does, I'm going to lose the tiebreaker right off the bat. But I, I think Taco Bell is better. I think, I think they just have they just have a little bit more variety as they're always changing their menu and there's always something new to be, to be had. And, you know, whether it's, whether it's the, um, three to Slocos tacos, which I think are as, as, as idiotic as they sound, they're incredible. And on top of that, they have the Baja blast soda and that's exclusive to Taco Bell and Holy shit. They're so, it's so fucking good. Every time he asks for a drink, and I don't even, I shouldn't even be drinking soda every time I have to order it because you can, A, you can only get it there. And it's so, it's too sugary. It's too sweet, but it's just so good. And it, it oh just God, wraps after, after that Doritos Aguas taco and to drink that, it's like I'm in heaven. And it's super cheap. I, I shouldn't say that. Back in the day, it was super cheap, but as of late, it's been a little. Yeah, bro. I just went to Taco yeah. Bell the other day and I spent 20 bucks. See? Easy. And, and guarantee, guarantee a year ago, it would have been what, like maybe 10? 17. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jess. What is your pick? Taco Bell or Del Taco? My pick is Del Taco. Can you yeah. tell us why? Um, I, I guess it's just like growing up, my family would go there every once in a while and we like never went to Taco Bell. So it kind of was somewhere that like I knew of more. And then like, I just, I don't know. I have my few things that I like to get there that even though it's fast food, it doesn't feel as terrible for me. Um, like... <laughs> And then, I don't know, I personally, like as a kid, always loved getting fries when I would go to fast food places and Del Taco offers fries and Taco Bell does not. Mm, That's a big one. So that's why I would always pick Del Taco because I like their fries. Game changer. Have you had the the loaded fries? Oh, that too. The loaded fries at? At Del Taco where they like loaded up with like a bunch of shit? I have not. Okay, that? that is amazing i'm sure that's really good <laughs> that is really freaking good highly we'll recommend actually those. what's good what's great about where i live is i could go get the loaded the loaded fries and then go across the street and get my baja blast soda like i, I i'm perfect <laughs> I'm, in great, I'm in great shape 
You got to move, You're dude. Set. You're set, man. You got to move before you get diabetes, bro. <laughs> got to get out. <laughs> Clear winner on that one is Del Taco, two to one. Ding, Thanks, ding. Tyler and Jess. Moving on to the next matchup, we have In and Out versus Five Guys. This one can oh, be pretty competitive. Oh, Tyler says easy. All right, Tyler, you go first. In and Out or Five Guys? Uh, again, uh, one that I, th- I one of these I find to be extremely overrated, um, and that would be Five Guys. Um, I think Five Guys. One thing it has going for it, I would say, like, I think overall, like, the whole meal incorporated that they offer is probably overall better, but their burger isn't really honestly all that great. And if I'm going, if, if I'm going fast food burger, it's got to be in and out, hands down. In and out just is, it's a classic and it will never not be a classic. It's just, it's so good. It's available pretty much everywhere you go, like, pretty what you know all, in california all, in, in, in california and you know pretty much pretty much every every major stop off the freeway there's gonna sure be in and out there in arizona west coast you know um it's yeah it's growing it's getting there but what um, about the unlimited toppings that you can put on a five guys burger like you can again, put mushrooms yeah on again five guys a uh, five guys does have some more variety i do like their shakes i think for sure if you're if we're talking strictly shakes and sides like i think five guys is better but I think when it comes to fast food burgers, there's no better fast food burger than about period. So I think that for me is my, is my take. Trading. He's right. <laughs> oh, in terms of consistency and he look, and I've came out of this podcast and said that, that in and out wasn't as great as everybody on this podcast thinks. This is episode one, by the way. And he was which like, is episode, I don't like in and out. Look, and which is bullshit. I never said I didn't like in and out. I just said that it, there's other, op- I, th- I think that we hype it up as this amazing thing and it's not an amazing thing. However, what's amazing is our consistency. Their consistency is, it, you know, you're getting a great burger every fucking time. Yeah. And that is what's great about it. And that's why I'm going to say that it's better is because I know my order and their, their drive-through is regardless of how long the line is, it's fastest I've ever seen in, in human history, which is insane. And, and you know, it's going to be a good burger isn't the best burger on the planet no but at least you know it's gonna be you know you know what you're going in it's gonna get the job done it's like starbucks i know what i want at starbucks and i know it's gonna be good unless you're kylie who they fuck up their order almost every time but (laughs) you know it doesn't do that (laughs) you know it doesn't fuck up your order um and oh i will say this i got the tomato wrap thing i don't know if i got it wrong but it was not good it was not good sorry eric get the lettuce wrap it's way better Tomato of course, wrap. Eric would like the tomato wrap. That's I thought I thought it was going to be good. It's like the most Eric like, thing of all time. Oh, it wasn't. It was just a letdown. I was so excited. Why and would you just... wrap a burger? Okay, whatever. I'm not even gonna. <laughs> That's just, just dumb. Do you have anything to add here? Are you all in in and out, or do you want to add something for Five Guys? I haven't had Five Guys in a really long time. Yeah, but I do remember liking it. Um, and like Tyler said, like I feel like I actually. If you're looking at the side, I feel like their fries are probably better than In-N-Out fries because I feel like In-N-Out fries yeah. kind of let down. You got Cajun fries. Yeah. Yeah. If, like definitely pie. having the options and having something that you know is going to be pretty good every time. I feel like In-N-Out fries, a lot of times you get them and then you're just kind of like, oh, never mind. These are not great today. Like, and sometimes you. like Tyler mentioned this earlier, like sometimes they're like really good. It's just like a good batch. But then sometimes you're like, yeah, and this is why I don't really need this. <laughs> also, I feel like In-N-Out burgers specifically have very thin patties. So I feel like if someone likes like 
a thicker burger, they might like Five Guys better. Oh, there it is. The OG Smash Burger is In and Out. Fun fact: if, if you're if you're not interested in the fries, the best side at an In and Out is another burger. <laughs> <laughs> True James. from James. True. <laughs> yeah, I ordered three. Yep, there we go. <laughs> Clean sweep. In and Out. Three zero. Moving on to the next round. Chick Fil A versus Popeyes. We're moving on a chicken here. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Oh. I want to go first. <laughs> Fuck Popeyes, bro. Oh, what? Popeyes. Wow. There's a Popeyes that just opened up about a week and a half ago around the corner from my house. We went for the first time. And since it opened, our Facebook group in our town has been shitting on it since <laughs> it came. And the reason why is because we did. First of all, we don't need another chicken place. And second of all, because you got Chick-fil-A so close. Chick-fil-A is Okay, talk about consistency. It's always good. The chicken is so good. The the Chick-fil-A sauce is so good. The, the waffle flies are so good. The, the people there are so good. The only problem, the only problem the Chick-fil-A has is it's not open on Sunday. That's the only issue I have. And if you and, and I guess if we're having this debate on a Sunday, I'll say Popeyes because at least I can get food. <laughs> Tyler. Wow. Um, <laughs> this one's a little weird. I have not had Popeyes in a very very long time um so i would love to try popeyes again just so i can get a better feel for what popeyes offers on the commercials it looks like it's pretty solid um but again commercials always kind of you know hype up the food a lot um i've heard good things about popeyes um but i have with this particular matchup i have to go chick-fil-a just because i i have had chick-fil-a i mean it's, it's one it's one of those staples probably one of my top three favorite fast food places to go um and it's just great like it's straight said it's it's consistent it's one of those things like it's always going to be good chicken whether you what what whether you get a sandwich or you just get strips or or nuggets or whatever you get also sneaky good amazing shakes at chick-fil-a yes oh my god it's not even sneaky good that is really good <laughs> best really best good. fast food shake is yeah. at chick-fil-a yeah you get the oreo oh my god that's where yeah, it's at for sure so i think chick-fil-a like has, cheese, has a lot to offer um and they i for me what's like like you said i think chick-fil-a kind of it kind of grows a little bit like it seems like they kind of add a few new things here and there which is kind of cool like in and out's been the same thing forever which again there's no reason to change it if it ain't broke don't fix it but i think chick-fil-a also kind of adds a little bit you know here and there which is kind of cool too um i don't know a shit ton of sauce to choose from too so um that's that, that, that's always good so yeah so, so chick-fil-a for me hands down but I'll, I'll, i will say it with the asterisk that I have not been to Popeye's in an extremely long time, so I don't know. It's hard for me to compare this one, but I think Chick-fil-A for me wins it. One thing y'all should consider is that Popeye's is some of the best sides I've had. So, I mean, Chick-fil-A just gives you a straight-up sandwich. It's cool, and the mac and cheese ain't bad. But the sides, you get some rice, you get beans. Oh, my God, that's where it's at. Jess, you got anything? I've never had Popeye's before. Wow. So I can't really say much, but Where's maybe Tyler and I need to go try it tonight. <laughs> Next time you're over, I'll take you there. Yeah, I guess <laughs> oh, we can go you don't want to go to that one unless it's on the Sunday. No, I'm telling you right now, the chicken nuggets, guys, you, they probably wouldn't even show up on my camera. They're that thin and tiny. It's 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 shitty. It's it's awful. <laughs> so Chick-fil-A wins that one. Another clean sweep. This is not getting as exciting as I thought it was going to be, but we'll move on. KFC versus Kings. KFC versus Kings, oh. everybody. This one, I think it should be a clean sweep, but I'm not sure. No. Tyler, Jess, what do y'all think? KFC right, versus I Canes. Mean, Canes, easily. I mean, I, I, I've said this a million times. Like, Canes, with its sauce alone, is it's hard to beat that. I mean, Canes sauce is just so good. Yeah, there might be better chicken strips around. Like, some people don't like the toast. I love the toast. I think the toast is one you of the best. You got to butter it both sides. It. 
yeah um <laughs> i think the fries are okay the fries aren't their their their, their best feature i think the the lemonade and the kind of the drinks offers is, is, is also pretty solid but i mean those chicken strips with that sauce to die for i mean it, it's it, it's hard to beat that alone so for me canes wins jess i would say canes too um but the thing is like if you're looking for somewhere that you can get like really good chicken that has sides that would go with it that are different than your average toast and fries i would say that like you know you could get mashed potatoes or different things there that you could put with i don't know fried chicken that people would have with fried chicken more than just the other stuff but i still think that canes is better anyway i was just talking about how good the sides were at popeyes the sides of kfc are poop the mashed potatoes <laughs> and gravy is just yeah poop. I had uh, mac and cheese yeah. goop. It's gross. Yeah, don't get I, it, man. You can get diarrhea. Don't do I, it. When oh, I first God. moved here, when I, when, I, when I first moved here and I was kind of learning all the restaurants near me, there's a KFC right on the corner, like pretty much between campus and, and our apartment. And I was just looking for something really quick to eat. And I went to KFC once and it was absolute dog shit. Like I, I thought it was horrible. Like I, I have to agree with that. Um, especially compared to like a Canes or Chick-fil-A, like it wasn't even close. Like just the quality of it was like not good. Um, well, I feel like at KFC, you're probably getting more like breading than you really are getting chicken. Whereas yeah. like at Canes, it's like actually good chicken. Yeah. Like it's just good, much better quality. I think, K- I don't know. Maybe, might've been just that KFC that particular day. I don't know. But, but guys, it was not guess good. what? That KFC is also a Taco Bell. So it's like two of the, yeah. two, two of the least favorite things, place. like in the most convenient <laughs> location for me on way home from work. <laughs> Are like the two worst fast food restaurants in the world, but whatever. Uh, Trade would disagree. Trade, are you a KFC fan? <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna order a bulldozer to bulldoze both the Popeyes and the next door KFC by our house, and ask Uh-oh. to bring one of the Canes and or Chick Fil A, which are right next to each other, about about two blocks down. Bring them. We're one of them wow. here. Um, does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah, it does. Moving on, another question. <laughs> takes the cake on that one, or the bread, or the chicken, or the sauce, whatever you want. Next matchup: McDonald's versus Carl's Jr. I think this will be good. Mm. Who do y'all got and why? I know, I know, Jess and I will probably disagree on this. One. Maybe. I don't know. Ooh, somebody's sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, well, I'll go first. Uh, for me, it's Carl's Jr. Easily, um, th- this was the kind of the fast food restaurant for me growing up as a kid that we went to all the time. Like that was kind of our go-to fast food po- joint. Um, I mean, Chicken Stars when you're a kid, freaking phenomenal. What about Chicken um, Nuggets? They, but no, they do Chicken Stars, so it's like Chicken Nuggets but in the shape of a star. Which is oh awesome. no way! Yeah, I love Chicken Stars. <laughs> it's freaking awesome. They also have <laughs> I would James, when you're ten, I when think, you're like eight years old. Come on, yeah, it's awesome. I think they also rival Chick Fil A for best fast food shake. I also think, in my opinion, no. Carl's Jr. No. has the best fast food fries. In my, in my opinion, the best fast food fry, Carl's Jr. Um, that's probably a controversial decision, but that's my decision. Um, I, I also I'm glad you said that because you can't bring it up for Arby's later. I think their burgers are also very, very good. Um, I, have no, I have no complaints about burgers. They're, they're, pretty, they're pretty big. They're, they're pretty hearty. So compared to something like, like In-N-Out, that's a little bit more thin. Uh, the Carl's Jr., um you know uh the superstar the or the big carl like a pretty good famous sorry famous star whatever it's called (laughs) something with star either way the burger is it's 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 a pretty hearty burger so it's definitely gonna fill you up a lot more so for me it's carlos jr what is your order normally uh i usually go big carl uh medium combo i'll go fries if i'm feeling a shake i'll go chocolate shake if not i'll just go with iced tea or whatever 
I can't ever get a chocolate shake with my food. It's like it's a much. lot of food. So that's not a lot of food. It sounds like a snack. What do you mean? <laughs> so you got a medium right. combo, bro. What? Jess. <laughs> um, so for me, I I like both. You gotta pick one. <laughs> I guess I feel like if I'm gonna eat, say, see, I'm on the road a lot. This buildup so is insane. Oh my I god, just tell us. <laughs> eat a burger in the car, it's gonna be easier for me to eat a McDonald's burger versus a Carl's Jr. burger. Mm-hmm. Um and I can speak to that. I thought this is supposed to be easier for you. It's not. Okay. <laughs> We're I learning. Go to We're McDonald's learning. McDonald's more often than Carl's Jr., but that's just because it's convenient and there's McDonald's everywhere. And also, also they have cheap mm-hmm. yeah they're cheaper and like I, when i need a quick something i'll go there even though it's terrible for you so is girls junior i know <laughs> all both these are bad are. for you all what do you are bad you. <laughs> so bad for you yeah thor trading sure. mcdonald's or girls junior dude we love ronald mcdonald baby ah, ronald mcdonald yeah. all the way and i'll tell you why because their value menu dude the value menu is what's up i can i can I, I love the McChicken, and they and I think it's been about six months since they brought in the spicy McChicken. Oh. The fact that you know that. Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I their breakfast. I mean, does Carl's Jr. have as, as good of a breakfast? No, it's I've never McDonald's had breakfast, breakfast is iconic. It's in a fucking movie. It's in a fucking movie, bro. It's iconic. What movie? Daddy, by the way. Um, it is. It is just Adam Sandler. Mc Mc Mc. McDonald's has been around so long. It's kind of it. It kind of is the the forerunner behind all this entire um, conversation. I mean, we wouldn't have this conversation if it wasn't for the success of McDonald's. So there, there's your that, that's my answer. I just I just I, you know I I love my quarter double quarter pound of cheese when I when I get it. I they're they're getting more signature chicken sandwiches, which are really good. No, they're not as good as Chick Fil A, but I can have it on Sunday. Um, so <laughs> hey, yeah. Um, and it's it, cheaper and it's cheaper mcdonald's is just is is killing it man i'm loving it <laughs> and their coke, there's something about their coke guys there, there's something in the coke that's different than regular coke and it's so good oh that's also i like that they're it probably is yeah, <laughs> I mean, there, probably. there is 0.01 percent of cocaine in that there you go i am um, <laughs> i like that their drinks are a dollar there and oh. it doesn't matter what size like their large drink is a dollar that's Fuck. pretty clutch that sounds like a steal. I don't drink soda, but I might now. Thank but you, you might McDonald's. get sweet tea. The sweet tea's <laughs> and, so I don't and think the sweet tea is that great there. I'm not oh, bro, the best it. sweet tea is Cane's. Best yeah, sweet tea. No, wait, is it a dollar? No, but it's it worth it. It can be. <laughs> <laughs> you just walk in there with your hydro flask, bro. Oh, my God. You know what's a dollar is those giant cans of Arizona tea. That's a steal. True. This has nothing to do with this conversation, but gas station, (laughs) like gas station, station, like must haves, like Arizona tea for me is a number one. Hey, Gene, want to steer us back on track here? Yeah, sorry, sorry. (laughs) McDonald's won that one, two to one. Moving on to our next matchup, we got Wendy's versus Jack in the Box. Oh, oh, this is a tough one. Oh, hold on. You go first. Hold on. All right, I'll go first. Um, This is only because when I grew up, I lived in in a town yeah. in Montana, and the best the best place besides McDonald's we had that that we were able to eat at it was Wendy's. And at, there was a point where Wendy's like 
it, it, it was I would just go there for the fries to dip them in the frosty. That's it. Oh, that's that, that. That is so. It's so. It sounds disgusting. It's so good. It's so amazing. Well, it's like when um, people dip their fries in like shake. Yeah, I know, and and salty I, and sweet. I, I don't Long know why cold. I don't do that now. Like I, I, I could just go to any place and do that, but I don't. Um, I, I just think I, Jack in the Box is. I mean, you you want to talk about the bottom of the barrel to me jack in the box is like <laughs> scraping bro it's scraping at the bottom of the barrel mm. considering they put american like american cheese slices on their tacos like it just it just is a little too those tacos are pretty damn good bro with the taco sauce they're not you got mini tacos now oh my god <laughs> i don't know someone, <laughs> someone was eating mini tacos at one of your guys' hockey games yeah i just I, to me it's just that's bottom. all i need to know <laughs> It's just bottom of the it barrel. It really, like, man. the smell of those things really carried. <laughs> <laughs> in a bad way or a good way? I mean, in a bad way in the sense that, like, I didn't really want to smell tacos at the time, but right. I guess it's fine. <laughs> I'm just going to those worse things. tiny tacos just have so much of a scent. In terms of commercials, Jack in the Box kills it. In terms of Twitter and everything else, Wendy's is better. Like Wendy's, Wendy's. Wendy's social media is, oh. is is sick, dude. They're really good at it. And, you know, it's it's important. I guess you know who you should follow on Twitter now. It's funny, dude. You'll, you'll just All get right. laughs. Even if you hate it, you'll get, you'll get laughs over just what they do. Like, they, like, attack people. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, Tyler, Jess, Wendy's or Jack in the Box? Uh, this is a tough one. I don't go to either of these a whole lot. Um, but I would say... In my younger younger years, as a child, I would probably have to go Wendy's. But I think later, lately, I would have to say Jack in the Box wins this one for me. Um, I just think they have more, little more, little bit more variety. I've never liked Wendy's burgers all that much. I didn't think they they always tasted all that great. You don't like the square patties, bro? Yeah, square patties are weird. Like why 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 are they square? There's just a weird shape to make a patty. There's something up with that. I don't like it. Not a fan. <laughs> Um, he doesn't like symmetry, dude. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Uh, I think Jack in the Box, sneaky good chicken for for fast food. Like it's like I said, Canes uh, and Chick Fil A obviously better, but um, I think that their chicken is actually pretty solid. I think I think it was the day that we moved in and we like needed something like really like we we're just we needed a food and it was like a place that was open that was closed. We I mean I think we had Jack in the Box chicken, yeah, like, and it was late. oh it was phenomenal. It was like it was just it hit the spot. It was super good. Um, so I'm going to have to go Jack in the Box on this one. Jess, for the tie break. I vote Jack in the Box, too. Oh. I don't go to Ooh. Wendy's very often. It's never been somewhere. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's just not somewhere I've gone. I've gotten a Frosty. I've probably gotten food there like once or twice. But I definitely have gone to Jack in the Box more. I like Jack in the Box's curly fries. Curly fries is a, is a game changer. Curly fries. The Frosties or something we, we, else. We're also talking about like tier D. Places. <laughs> I mean, we're Jack in the Box. Food. Jack in the we're Box. We're not talking steak. Dude, no, dude, I, I trade, get that. But, but but when you – we were talking about kind of tier A fast food. Or like I'm not talking talk about, but I'm Taco talking Bell? about Taco Bell? Taco Bell is like tier Taco Z. Taco Bell is like B or C, dude, nah, compared nah. to Jack in the Box and Wendy's. Like Taco Bell's not even on the alphabet, bro. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're insane. You're insane. <laughs> talking about – a fast food place that's not on the alphabet. We're talking Arby's versus Burger King. Oh, Arby's. Oh my. See, okay, I'm Arby's lying. does not get enough love. Now we're at now we're at tier F. <laughs> yeah, dude, Arby's is not it. Bro. Neither are the Mar. 
Is this the next one or is this? Yes, we... it is. We're talking the next oh. one. Barbies versus Burger King. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. I would say, I mean, Burger King is, I haven't had Burger King forever. I would say with Burger King, their chicken fries are amazing. What very, is up with you with chicken? Every single one of these no, places, you're like, oh, the chicken. Dude, I'm with you. I'm a chicken guy. I'm a chicken guy. I'm a chicken guy, dude. I'm always, always been a chicken guy. You know that's a nervous bird, right? It makes it makes you a scaredy cat. Well, I'm going to Jim Harbaugh. Oh my god, <laughs> that's oh, bullshit. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think the uh, science follows that very well. I think that's kind of, that's 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 a pseudoscience right there. Jim Harbaugh um, is a winning coach. I think he's it's, right. <laughs> it's it's lean meat. It's better for you than freaking fatty ass beef. Um, Your iron anyway, reserves are going low. Yeah. Anyway, uh, when it comes to Arby's in and out, dude, I know I'm in the far minority in this. I love Arby's. I think Arby's is so underrated. It's 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 so unique. It's so different. Like the roast beef sandwich is really really good. Um, the Arby's sauce is phenomenal. The curly fries at Arby's are really good. Um, they actually also have pretty damn good shakes and desserts there as well. Um, Burger King, um, it's 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 pretty good. Like I I would say I would actually pick Burger King probably over Jack in the Box or Wendy's. Um, if so, if that was in that category, I'd probably go there. But against Arby's, like again. I'm an Arby's guy, dude. I love Ar- I think Arby's is phenomenal. I don't think it gets enough credit. And mainly because it's like, you know, it, it's so unique. It's different. It, it, I mean, it's the roast beef sandwich. Like where else are you going to get a fast food roast beef sandwich at? Maybe, maybe oh, you, should, like, don't, you guys just don't like roast beef sandwiches, but like, I think the roast beef sandwiches is really, it's like, it, it's just juicy. It's, it's, it's soft. It's, it's just so good. Like, I love it. I don't know. I love it. Go to a deli, bro. Nah. Fast food. We're talking he, fast food. He's got a, he, he has a deli a, is fast. No, just because it's, it's, it's unique doesn't mean it's a good thing. Does a fast food have curly fries? I mean, a, a, does a does a deli have curly curly fries? <laughs> yes. Um, most oh, Walmart's delis do actually. Oh, well, fuck <laughs> don't you. go to Walmart for food. Don't do that. I go to my grocery store to get to get. I go, that's my grocery. Yeah, store, but now bro. they're like pre-made food. Oh God, man! I no, would. not pre-made food. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> um, I, I I haven't been to Arby's in it's had to have been twelve years um so i i i I, and i have been to burger king since that one burger king run that actually the last time i went was with james before a golf (laughs) and it wasn't that good i i will say the the chick the the chicken fries are really like are 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 sick dude they're so good and i and kylie i know that you tried them and they were really bad where you were you you got you got to try them again because that's not it because that's that that they're good the ones you got are just not right like bad, it's like bad, bad maybe match. maybe it's that maybe it's that Burger King. maybe it's this popeyes i don't know it's just the location-based thing <sighs> i'm gonna I'm I, I, just chicken. to be different just to just to make it a tiebreaker i'll say burger king and jess who wins <laughs> i've um never had rps either <laughs> so um i'm gonna go burger king oh <laughs> Thank you've God. never even t- okay burgers. how many you guys have been together for what like Five years, six years, seventeen, and you haven't taken her to Four Arby's. Years. Four years, I've never been to Arby's. Um, I know I talk, I talk, I hype it up all the time, and I've never taken her. But usually, we go to fast food. We go either go to Chick Fil A or Canes or In and Out. It's kind of our top spots, three. You know, yeah. We're, I don't even. I don't know why Arby's is tier F. I don't even know where the nearest Arby's is to us. So, but hey, I mean, I'll try it and I'll get back to you. Guys yeah, on it. we'll have to figure that out. But. I've been to Burger King, but I'm actually still never had uh, chicken fries either. So I have to try they're, those. They're seasonal, so are they really? Oh my god, it makes them unique. <laughs> I, don't know that. I could be wrong, but they're not always there. 
Yeah, what's the what's the chicken fry season look like? You, you better you better fact check me on that one though. Not a warm weather chicken. <laughs> moving on to our last matchup of the evening here. We have fast food that is kind of fast food, kind of not fast food, but here we go. Chipotle versus flame broiler. Wow. A little different. Ooh, this is a good one. Who wants to go? Okay, easy. For me, it's it's Chipotle. Nothing against uh, Flame Broiler. It's a uh, that that's a great spot. One that's I think a little underrated too. Um, I've, I've gone there underrated. a few times. Um, I really love Flame Broiler. Broiler, but dude, Chipotle honestly has probably been like my go-to fast food place probably this last probably couple of years. Um, one of the things that I love about it is, I mean, I don't know what other fast food places have this kind of service, but um, for me, like the app and ordering online and picking it up is like the one of the most convenient things ever. Like. And for me, there's one that's about 10 minutes from, from work. So sometimes if I just want to get something quick after work, I'll order it right, 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 right before I leave. It takes about 10 minutes to get ready. I drive there 10 minutes. I walk in, walk in, walk into Chipotle, grab the bag, walk out, I'm home. And, and then there are 10 minutes. Like it's so convenient. Um, their app is phenomenal. They got re, re, rewards. It's super easy to order. Um, so I think for me, is that just the whole experience of ordering Chipotle for me is phenomenal. Like, I don't think, I don't know if any other fast food restaurant has that kind of service um and it's just so good like it's just chipotle there's all the flavors you can put in there's so much variety like everyone has their chipotle order right and it's probably always a, a little bit different i think you can be a little bit kind of unique about it um like subway yeah kind of yeah kind of like subway except subway sucks ass um but <laughs> you love subway don't lie but chipotle chipotle is phenomenal i, I love chipotle trading chipotle or flame boiler you're, you're you're asking me now and i'm gonna say chipotle and the reason why i say chipotle is because it is literally in front of our um, in front of our uh, movie theater. So with the ordering of the app, I we can park. I can pick up my burrito, put it in Kylie's purse, and I'll have a burrito to have right when I sit down <laughs> at the movie theater. Love you that. 100% do it. Love it is that. so fucking clutch. Um, but back when I was playing hockey at Chapman, um, I specifically remember that Flame Broiler was my was my game day was my game day meal, and especially on days when i had to had to drive about an hour and a half i would have two bowls before game um i and that's another one tyler that you can be i mean it's not quite as customizable but there you know there is quite amazing sauces there's some it's a little i would say i don't know if it's healthier i don't even not want to get into that argument but but it does have um different types of um meats as well um veggies that are in there nice sea veggies so i mean it it's a tough one, but as of right now, because of the convenience and the movie theater, and I go, we go weekly. Chipotle is it. Jess, do you want to add anything for Chipotle or Flamboyer? I also would say Chipotle. Oh, clean sweep. Yeah, I like Chipotle. Um, something that's good about Chipotle too is they're open later than most fast food places. That's like, true. Um, or maybe not fast. Fast. Well, no. Okay, they're not open as late as In and Out. But like, if I want something like semi healthier than like a burger and fries, then I'll go get like a bowl from Chipotle and they're open till 10. And when I work till like 8.30 or 9.30, it's clutch because I can make sure I get there before they close. And cause like, sometimes I want like Rubio's or something and Rubio's closes at nine. And mm-hmm. a lot of other places like, like El Pollo Loco is not on this list, but El Pollo Loco closes at Ooh. nine also. Mm. So that yeah, cool. so Chipotle, I just like that they're open till 10 and it's also convenient. Even if you don't order online, it's really fast because yeah. you just go down the line and then you take your stuff home. Yeah. 
Okay. I like that. Be careful of the app, though. It does not check where you are. So if you've ordered at another spot and you think that it's going to, it's just going to um, take it to the closest one, you will order to another store and it just sits there. Double, double check that. It, it happened to me twice. So oh, wow. man. you think you'd learn, but you didn't. You think you would, <laughs> but when, when it just, yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right. Here's a quick recap for round one. The winners are Del Taco, In-N-Out, Chick-fil-A, Canes, McDonald's, Jack in the Box, Burger King, and Chipotle. Tune in next week for round two. Ooh, okay. yeah. see, Battle Royale, we're going to end up with yeah. one fast food restaurant at the end of this. I can't wait. Uh, it's kind of tough when you're putting in like Chipotle when it's, I don't know, when you're putting in some other ones that are clearly better, but it'll be very interesting to see how it's going to um, um, come down. Um, thank you, James. When we come back, we're going to go through my um, two, nu- two um, numbers uh, uh, segment, although I'm changing it to one. Um, we're going to shorten this up a little bit. Um, these guys are just too good at these segments. So um, when we come back, well, we're going to finish up with some hockey and then... Um, We'll take we'll take from there. Thanks, Jess. Love you. <laughs> thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks, Jess. That was awesome. With health concerns on the rise, it's as important as ever to keep your people safe. Dimer isn't another BS COVID company. They've been developing their tech to kill germs and save lives since 2014. Dimer's original UBC products have won them partnerships with some of the best technology companies in the country and earn them a spot on Time Magazine's Best Inventions of 2020. Dimers started out disinfecting airplanes. Now they're in hospitals, athletic facilities, hotels, classrooms, basically anywhere people might've been sick. When it comes to keeping your players, employees, guests, and customers in your facility safe, trust Dimer. For TLDR listeners, they are offering free disinfection as a service in select areas. So that means they will come disinfect your facility for free. You can take them up on this offer by visiting dimeruv.com and at dimeruv on social media. Use code TLDR for your first disinfection as a service appointment for free. That's dimer like diner with an M as in Mike Trout. Ever heard of them? Kill more germs, prevent more infections, save more lives. D-I-M-E-R-U-V dot com. And we're back. We're going to end up this uh, week's seg- uh, this week's podcast with some hockey talk. Um, I am bringing things down to a one good thing, one bad thing. And it's supposed to be one uh, one number, but there was two um, number of things that I do want to discuss. Um, but going forward, it will be one, one, and one. Um, let's get right into it with, with my good thing. Um, unfortunately, it's the Calgary Flames. Um, the Cal- guys, the Calgary Flames, and I say that because as an, a longtime Oiler, uh, Edmonton Oilers fan, the Flames are, it, it's like oil and, oil and water. It's just like we hate each other. Um, Cal- Calgary is on an absolute tear. They have won 10 of their, 10 of their last 10. <laughs> they are 10 0 and 0. Um, and um, on a, uh, obviously on a straight game, 10 winning streak, their goal differential is plus 55. They just beat the Winnipeg Jacks 3 to 1. They are absolutely caving in teams. And it was interesting because not too long ago, they were they were they were kind of in a bit of a slump. Um, their goals against are at, is at 114. That's best in the West. That's quite it's I mean, that's quite amazing. Actually, it might be best. That is best in the league. So they are getting the best goaltending, they are getting the best defense. They sit with a six, uh, 673 point percentage. Uh, Tyler, I want to ask you, or actually, I'm sorry, James, I want to ask you, 
Um, what, what is your take on Calgary? Are they, are they peaking a little early or do you, do you like this team going into going into trade deadline and then ultimately down the stretch here? I, I think they're peaking a little too early right now because this is not a team that is used to sustain success for a long period of time. And they're right now going into trade deadline, which means they're probably a little bit over halfway the season to go, which is a long time for them to continue this. And right now they're making a playoff push, a huge playoff push, winning all the games they're winning. But can they sustain that with a Daryl Sutter-led offense or team and having Johnny G be as productive as he is right now? Uh, I mean, history tells us that that's going to be tough to do for any team. I mean, right now, like, as, I, as we talked about this, the Colorado Avalanche, who went on this huge tear and have been the best team in the league, have lost two games in the last two weeks, which is nothing, right? But to be fair, they haven't lost until now. And could this be them peaking too early as well? It's going to happen to every single team. you got to find the right time to peak because the moment you're relying too much on just winning every single day, day in and day out, the less effort you put in. When you're up big in a basketball game, you have 50 points, the other team will be coming back in because you're not trying as hard. And now putting peaking at the time that they're peaking now, they're going to let their foot off the gas because nobody can give 110% every single game, day in and day out. You have to let off at some point. It's a little too early to be playing this good. Yeah, I mean, I, I think history would kind of would, would agree with you here. Um, I, I, I will say that the way they're winning games is 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 something. I mean, they're getting the saves. They're getting the defense. Um, they have looked just absolutely dominant um, and they're getting the scoring, which is which has kind of been kind of an issue with this team. And that leads me to. Uh, to Tyler, I want to. Uh, I we, we had a bit of a trade. Um, um, actually, it was a week ago today. I probably could have talked about it um, at last podcast, but here we are. Um, Tyler Toffoli, um, or a Montreal Canadian sent Tyler Toffoli to Calgary in return for Tyler Pitlick, um, Emil Heineman, and a uh, first round conditional pick and a 2023 fifth round pick. Tyler, you know Tyler Toffoli. You also know his his coach in Calgary, um, Daryl Sutter. What do you think he brings to this group? And do you think this is a good pickup, you know, going down the stretch here? Absolutely. I mean, I, there's these, this Calgary Flames team reminds me a lot of those early 2010 LA Kings. I mean, it's not, you know, the, obviously the head coach is a big part of that, but it's, it's, it's a Daryl Sutter led team that has players that fit his style, which is, you know, guys that are going to play just gritty, hard nosed defense. It's not going to be a team that's going to score a lot of points. Those, the, the, those LA Kings that won that won the uh, those 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 two cups like they were not a high scoring offense they they you know they were much more built on on the defensive side of the puck which is what these Calgary Flames are that's Daryl Sutter's you know mo that's kind of what he does and if he has the players to do that he's going to be very successful in leading this team and I think I for me these the, these Calgary Flames are basically the new version of the of those LA Kings teams that won those two cups um, in a lot of different ways and then you bring on a Tyler Toffoli, who was part of a part of those part of that team, I think he's going to fit in great, um, and I think he's going to add a, a lot of scoring help for those Calgary. Obviously, any score you can get is going to help you clearly, and we know that Tyler Toffoli fits in that Daryl Seller type of play, um, so he's not going to be a guy that's just going to score and, and and just not do not do anything on defense, right? He's he's a good all around um, hockey player, which is the kind of player that Daryl Sutter wants. Um, so. It's, I think it's a great trade for the Flames. Um, it's no surprise to me, you know, that they've kind of, you know, kind of in, uh, increased their lead there in the Pacific. Um, they kind of went through that weird stretch there where they had a little bit of kind of a weird kind of funky stretch along with COVID not playing a lot of games. 
it was only a matter of time before this team kind of stepped it back up because before that they were on top of that division um, for, for a good reason. Um, I think this is a very good team. I think to, to James's point, you know, they really haven't had a really deep run in, a, in the playoffs in a very long time. So they have a lot to prove um, by no means are they the favorite to win the Western conference. But um, I think that this is probably the best Calgary flames team that we've seen in a very, very long time. And, you know, prior to the Kings going on their cup runs, they hadn't made deep playoff runs in freaking since Wayne Gretzky was on the freaking Kings, like in the early nineties. So, and who led that team, Daryl Sutter. So I think he knows how to bring a team to bring them to that, to that, to that next level. Um, so I would watch out for, for, for these flames um, coming down this, the, the uh, stretch here. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, talking just about Tyler Toffoli, this guy's a 20 goal scorer. He scored a, thir- a 31 back in 25, 2015, 2016 during an era where, you know, even that's not too long ago, but during an era where scoring, you know, came at a premium and scoring still comes at a premium, you know, it, it really does. And uh, when you can bring in a guy like that, it, it just really helps round out your, your depth. And um, if, if, if I was the rest of the Pacific, I'd be worried. We're talking about a team that has, um, you know, Jacob Markstrom's running at a 927 save percentage, 209 goals against average that that's a playoff goaltender right there. Um, their, their, their analytics five on five are just stellar. Um, their, 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 their high danger, uh, chances for are, are, you know, 56 point or 56.4%. I mean, I mean, they, they are dominating the puck and that is so important in this league, especially in the West, which is, which is kind of more of a possession type of, uh, type of division, uh, uh conference. I I'm worried, especially as a, especially as an Oilers fan, especially with the way things are shaking out. Um, you know, I'm hope I'm hopeful that, you know, Edmonton makes the playoffs, but I really think that we'll see a, a Calgary flames or, uh, Edmonton Oilers matchup, which, you know, everybody would love everybody who needs that hockey needs that, but I'd be worried because I think this team is just clearly playing, um, a playoff style hockey. Although James, to your point, they might be peaking too early. Um, we will see how that goes in about a month. We are a month away from trade deadline, so we'll see how that goes. Um, my bad thing on the other side of this uh, of this conference, as well as the other side of the standings, we're looking at the New York Islanders. Um, the New York Islanders are just having a surprisingly dismal season. Um, they are sitting uh, as of today. They're sitting um, you know, 18, 20, and seven with 43 points, a 478 point percentage, um, three six and one in their last ten. James, this team has kind of been known for, you know, being a, you know, they've never been known for their goal scoring, which is, which is still awful. Like they're still bottom of the barrel there. Um, but their, their goals against is just, I mean, while it's not awful, it's just, they, they just can't seem to keep the puck out of the net when we know that they can't score. How should we think about this team or how should this team think about themselves? Or is this kind of a, a, a fluke season or is this kind of a, a a sign that maybe things need to really change? I think it's definitely a fluke season. It's a one-off because in the last two years with this exact team that's led by this coach, they have been a defensive stalwart. Teams have struggled to score on them. And then towards the, their playoff runs in both the last two years, they learned how to score. For some reason this year, the NHL kind of screwed them over, not giving a home game for like two months into the season. And I think that just brought down morale for the team and they, that put them in a bad spot. And they're not a team that can play from behind ever. This is the team that gets out in front or wears the other team down. But in this case, in this season, they were worn down from the get-go because they were never playing at home. And coming from that and getting their first home game two months in, it, it's heartbreaking and it's hard to break out of that. 
and this is just a one-off, the same team will do just as well next season if they have a regular se- regular schedule that allows them the same amount of games home in a way as every other team that they play against. And they're just going to continue doing what their style of play is. And it's shown to be successful. This is a one-off. This will be better next year. But for now, I'm sorry, I got to shut down. Yeah, uh, I, I do want to say, I, I don't know if it's necessarily the NHL's fault as much as it is the Islanders is waiting for their building to be made, to be built. Um, that's kind of what kind of led to that. Um, all so somebody's got to plan better. Yeah. Well, you, you know how things go, right? I mean, when it comes to building, it just becomes a, a, a big mess. But uh, I think that they were just waiting for that. But I think it, I, I do agree with you in the fact that it did impact them. Um, this team does not have, a, they, they, they have a lot of older guys that are coming uh, off their WFA uh, contracts this year, but most of the team should be back next season. Um, save for Cal Clutterbuck. It'll be interesting to see what we do there. But I want to ask you, Tyler, what if, if you were the Islanders, you know, GM or, or, or uh, management, I mean, what what are you thinking at this point? Are you thinking, um, you know, do we do we find a piece that can that can maybe get us into the playoffs? Because I'm not saying that they have no shot, but I'm saying that they have no shot um, unless they come on a crazy run. I mean, Boston's doing OK. They had a great game against Avalanche, but who knows what could happen with them? Um, or, I mean, are you kind of retooling um, for, for next season? Yeah, I think looking at the standings right now, I mean, what, they're like 10 points back right now, at least. Where are they at? Yeah. Oh, oh shit. Even more than that. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, like, like, they're like 20 <laughs> points back. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think this, yeah, they're done. I mean, this season, it's, it's not going to happen. Um you know, I, they got off just a, such a hor- horrendous start. Um, it just wasn't going to happen for them this season. And I, like, I agree with James. I think it's just a fluke. I think this team was on the cusp of being a Stanley cup contender. Um, and it's not like they lost a whole lot of that core. I mean, I think they have the pieces there to continue doing that. Um, just for whatever reason, it's hard to really pinpoint exactly what has gone wrong. It just seems like everything went wrong this year for whatever reason. Um, as you mentioned, train they're they're not the they but they're not the high, uh, most offensive per, production team, but they never have been. You know that that that's not really how they play. They've always been really good defensively, and for whatever reason, this just hasn't happened this year for them. I do think that in this league, they do need to add some some goal scoring for sure. I think for me, that's kind of been the reason why they haven't made a Stanley Cup run was because of the lack of goal scoring. As good as their defense has been, and it's led, led them pretty far, but I think that one missing piece is like a couple of just guys that can get goals when, when you need to get goals. I still think they need to build upon that, but like I said, I think I think they're right there, man. I think it's just you, – you see it sometimes in hockey. It's kind of a weird one. I think you see it kind of a lot where teams you know seem to be kind of on the uh, incline in terms of being contenders, and then they just have this weird one-off year where for whatever reason, whether it's injuries, whether it's just like weird play or whatever, which weird circumstances where things just don't go – but then, but then the next year they kind of just come right back. It's, 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 I feel like it happens quite a bit. I don't know trading if you agree with me on that, but um, it, 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 it does happen. Um, yeah. And I think the Islanders, I, I expect the Islanders to be right back in contention next season. I, I, I really do. I just think this was just a weird year for them. Not saying that they're a complete team by any means. They do need to improve. I think I, you just have to be better offensively. Like just, you just have to be able to score the puck. But I think when you have a system in place that's so good on defense, like you have a lot, I think you have like 80% of the game almost right there. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? So just build on that. That's, that's all I got to do. 
Yeah. I mean, look, if you, if you look at their, if you look at their stats here, I mean, I'm looking specifically at five on five, you know, I, I love that. I've loved looking at those stats. They have a 93 save percentage. That's better than league average. That's excellent. Um, they do have, they do have below 50% in terms of, in terms of possession, but when you actually look at their, their chances, when you actually look at their high danger chances, and when you look at their shooting, uh, you know, shooting chances against they're below average on a, on a, on a whole holistic basis, which means they're just not generating enough for, you know, they just don't have enough firepower to compete, especially when you're dealing with the teams in, in the, in the, uh, in the Metro and the Atlantic. I mean, you're having to deal with teams that may not be as strong defensively, but you're dealing with Boston, you're dealing with Toronto, which is, I mean, high octane offense, Tampa Bay, who knows they can put the puck in that Florida, who can cave in teams. Um, the New York Rangers are, are very, are, are probably the opposite of the Islanders in terms of their, uh, their prowess on defense versus offense. Um, and, you know, all those other teams out there just know how to put the puck in the net. And if you're a team that can't, and we've had this discussion before, you can be such a stellar defensive team, but at some point, the best defense is a good offense and that they're just not, they're just not generating enough. Um, so I, if I was them, I'd be focusing on finding scoring in any way that you can, you know, you got to bring in a guy that can, that can um, shore up some scoring. Um, uh, you guys good on that. After that, I'm just going to move on right to the numbers. Is that cool with you guys? All right, let's move Sounds on good. to two numbers. Um, one, each of them are going to, each of the guys are going to talk about their own. Um, I'm going to talk about my first number is 1000. And 1000 is, uh, it, it basically is the number of games that Drew Doughty has played for the, uh, for the, uh, LA Kings. Um, he, you know, he was, uh, he was drafted. I'm so sorry. I, I, uh, I'm losing, I think it was 2005, but, um, forgive me if I'm wrong. It was 2008, excuse me. Um, he was selected 2008 second overall by the LA Kings and he just played it Well, he played as a thousandth game when he was away, but they celebrated it Tyler when we were at the game on Tuesday, um, to, to, for me, it was, it was a great, it, it was a great ceremony for him. Um, his family came on the ice. Um, the, the players got a little bit of a speech, uh, got, got to present some, uh, some, um, awards for him. And, you know, he had a chance to speak. Um, funnily enough, he, he kind of, uh, thanked the Edmonton Oilers for having to stick that out, which was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Tyler, I, I know the game didn't go like, like he probably would have wanted. Um, you guys, I mean, you guys kind of just, it was a, it was quite a chess match early on, but I mean, I don't really want to talk about the game. I kind of want to talk about Drew Doughty. What has he meant to you? Oh, a ton, man. I mean, this, he was a big part of that core of Kings players that the Kings really invested in and led them to those two cup runs. I mean, it was, it was you know, him, Jonathan Quick, Dustin Brown, Andre Kopitar. Like, I think those four guys um, were really the core and the focus in keeping those guys. Um, and Drew Doughty, I mean, I think there's been a lot of good LA Kings defensemen that have come in, that, that have come through that uh, or organization, but I think he's already earned his place as probably the best defensive play or the best defenseman in LA Kings history. Um, you know, he, he's just consistent too. I mean, the dude, if he's healthy and he's out there and which most of the time he is, um, he's going to put together a great game for you and he's a game changer. Um, and I think, I think he's just one of those defensemen. Like he's not, he's not going to be the most high scoring defenseman, but that's not necessarily his job, right? He's, he's just a great high, highly skilled defensive hockey player. Um, He's a funny dude. He's, he's a guy that you just like having around the clubhouse. Um, he, he's, he's turned, he's lit. I think kind of early on, I think a lot of people had problems with kind of, he, he kind of had like this kind of a, 
attitude of like, I'm better than everyone else and wasn't the best leader, but, but he's kind of grown into that. I think players have definitely fed into that. And there's, there's definitely been a lot of growth there, which has been fun to see. And I think he's kind of, you kind of see his play get a lot better now um, um, as, uh, as he's gotten older, but I mean, yeah, Drew Dowdy, I mean, he's a huge part of why the Kings have been so successful and kind of a big part of why I really got back into hockey, you know, for a while there, I didn't really watch a lot of hockey because the Kings were terrible and, you know, but I think kind of run high school when the Kings started doing, doing, doing well again. I mean, Drew Dowdy was basically, I mean, he was kind of like the poster child of the, of the, of the, of the LA Kings along with those, those other guys that I mentioned. So, I mean, he's a huge reason why I love hockey and love the LA Kings. And, you know, it's pretty awesome that we were able to be there for that ceremony. I think that was a moment that I'll certainly remember. So um, got a cool little COVID mask with his little hockey smile, two teeth missing. Pretty cool. Um, but yeah. I wasn't too happy about that. I think I know you weren't, more but, than, but uh, <laughs> yeah, um, he, you know, he, he, he's just, he, he's one of those defensemen that, you know, is a, is a, you know, as a franchise defenseman and they're, and they're, and they're, they come at a premium, talk about coming at a yeah. premium. I mean, this is a guy that, that, you know, was one, you know, two cups was a huge part of the, you know, those two cup runs, um, huge leadership, huge leadership um, factor on that team. And, you know, he, I think he, I think he's going to die a King. I mean, he's, he, I don't think I see, I can see him in any other Jersey at this point. Uh, and, and, and it, you know, I know, you know, anecdotally, when you hear players talk about it, getting to the thousandth game getting that silver stick is is a big deal but getting the thousandth game with the same team is a really big deal i mean i mean they're, they're kind of two camps in this world right there's there's some there's some nomadic players that kind of you know go around and 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 you know make it to different teams i'm looking at like a james harden or i'm even looking like a lebron in a sense and then you see other players that kind of stick with their with their same team like their entire career you know steph curry's your um your mario lemieux your clayton kershaw's i mean not that not that i'm saying other players are un, are disloyal but it's just that loyalty is just kind of you know it, it means something to players and it means something to to a lot of fans and and um and and i think that i think that that's kind of a big deal that that um that i don't think is highlighted enough um which actually leads us to another player that uh that has been with his same team his whole uh his whole his whole career and my number uh is 500 um, that is the number of goals, the, 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 the milestone that Sidney Crosby um, um, met just last Tuesday. Um, he, he met the 500 goal milestone. Why are you giving me a weird look? Dude, he's been in the league long enough to have 500 goals. He shouldn't be called the kid no more. Uh, yeah, he's still the kid. He'll always be the kid. He'll always, always the kid. Um, he, um, you know, he, he just scored his 500th goal. That is, that is such a milestone for a guy who has enough milestones to, you know, wrap around the earth. I feel like, um, he, you know, he's, um, won multiple cups. He's won gold medals. Um, he's been a huge part of a gold medal, uh, uh, game. Um, in fact, uh, and he, he's just been such a rock and face of the organization. And James, I just want to ask you, and I know you of all the, of all the fans that are close to me, while you do really enjoy the game, you're, yeah, you, you, you're more, you're more casual than I think, I, I, you know, someone like me who is really invested in the sport. And I, I just want to get your perspective on, you know, Sidney Crosby and how, you know, what does he mean to you as, you know, in your situation as a, as a hockey fan that you are. He's a very likable guy. Um, it's kind of tough because I started really watching hockey like the last two years, and he's been kind of injury prone these last couple of years. 
So it's really hard to envision him being like this dominant guy. He is this dominant guy, but he's like, he's kind of tentative when he does stuff, right? He doesn't go in to hit 100% like he used to because he might get hurt because he's getting up there in age and he's no longer a kid. So that's what the tough part about this is. Um, but when I started getting into NHL, like the very first time I got kind of exposed to it, I was playing NHL, the video game with you, Trayton. And uh, I didn't know teams at all, man. And you picked your Kings because you were a Kings fan at the time. And uh, you, I was like, dude, which, what team should I pick? And you were like, pick the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I was like, okay, cool. And I scored like three times. And I'm pretty sure it's because you let me score, but I scored three times. With and so I was like, this guy's pretty good. This is cool. Crosby, awesome. I'm going to remember that name. And I definitely did. He was, He is very good. He continues to be very good. And I mean, like before Connor McDavid, it was Sid the Kid. So, I mean, like he has done so much for the game and he has helped the game grow immensely, just being him. And it helps that he's a likable dude. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. He's, he's, he is very, very likable. And, you know, when, when I was at my, you know, younger years and he kind of just came into the, into the league, like he, I mean, this was 2005, 2006. I mean, even after that, like this is, it was always, you know, it was always Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin. That's all we, we, we uh, talked about. He, if you don't include um, Patrick Marlowe, because he is a free agent, technically he hasn't officially retired. Um, Sidney Crosby is, is the second in active leading goal scorers right now um, behind Alex Ovechkin, none other than Alex Ovechkin as of the, as of this, um, article, which, um, which was, you know, six days ago. So I'm sure he scored more. Alex is at seven sixty one, which is, and they've, and they both came in at the same time, which is absolutely insane. But to be fair, Sidney Crosby has had to battle a lot of injuries. Um, very similar to, uh, Mario Lemieux, very, you know, it's, it's very interesting, but he, he, um, is also the 18th player in league history to score his first 500 goals with one franchise that, like I said, that's a really big deal. Um, considering he's the 46th player in NHL history to even hit 500 to be the 18th in, 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 with the same franchise is, a, is another big deal. Um, and Alex Ovechkin is obviously another one who's done that. Um, these guys are, you know, the face of their franchises, they're, they're the face of the league. And, um, you know, Sidney Crosby is, has always been known as that, you know, first line grinder. I mean, he's, 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 he's not, he's not a pure goal scorer, but he just works so fucking hard. Um, we'll, we'll go in and fight for pucks, which is weird. You don't see, you don't see a lot of, um, top, top end players do that. Um, and so he's, he's kind of a special player in that respect. Yeah. He has been, he has faced the injury bug a bit, but, um, as of late, he has found his way, way to stay healthier than normal, uh, than I guess he has in the past, but Sidney, uh, Crosby Sid the kid, um, we wish you nothing but luck on your next thousand. I mean, um, hopefully, I don't know, you, you probably won't get to 2000, but, um, we, we, I only hope that you can be in the league as, um, as long as, as long as you're playing at this um, elite level um, and, you know, you, you, he's such a, I, and after this, he's going to be just as, just as good of an ambassador for the game as, uh, as uh, Wayne Gretzky at this point. So um, that's all I have for, t- for, uh, for this week, guys. Um, um, and that's the end of the podcast. Um, we really, really appreciate it. Um, it's been 86 episodes of, you know, pure fun for us. Um, we just love bringing these, uh, we, we just love bringing these episodes to you guys. Um, you know, it's controversial at times and we love, we love uh, getting, you know, getting each other's faces and, and yelling that each other are idiots. That's kind of our, it's kind of our thing. We do it when we're, when we're away from the mics too. So this is kind of how we, <laughs> this is how we treat each other. Um, but um, you know, we, we hope that you guys are, are enjoying it. We hope you guys have a great week. Um, please, like I said, like comment, 
um, like and comment on our uh, on our post on Instagram. Uh, I'm pretty sure James is still active on the uh, on the TikTok. I'm hoping. I know we're getting quite a bit of views there. Um, and YouTube can, can, you know, I don't know if we're still posting on YouTube, but if we are, check us out there because you can see some of the crazy antics that we do on screen. Because sometimes the facial expressions that each of us give are even better than the responses we give. So um, we, we we love you guys. Thank you for uh, supporting us, and uh, we'll see you next week.